Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Well, big news, of course, came through yesterday that the man who masterminded that incredible World Cup performance by the soccer is Graham Arnold has signed a new contract extension that keeps him in the job to the end of the 2026 FIFA World Cup. And he's been kind enough to join us on SENWA Breakfast. I know he's been on Media Street and he's probably answered these questions Busy man. a thousand times, but we're going to dig a little bit deeper with the man they call Graham Arnold. Thanks for joining us, uh, Graham, and congratulations. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, in simple terms, why? Why did you stick around? Is it unfinished business? You love the country, you love the team, you love the Socceroos. Uh, why did you decide to stay on despite having, I'm sure, overtures to go elsewhere? I think you just answered all my questions for me. <laughs> that was uh, pretty much why. Um, and, you know, like I had a bit of time away and obviously I had, had quite a few offers, but, uh, you know, I just... I truly believe we are uh, probably only 60% of where we'll end up as a team. I think that uh, <clears throat> those good young kids that are coming through um, are only going to get better. Uh, some of the players are around the age group of 27, 28 uh, will get there and, and be more experienced and probably be in their prime, like Aylin Mabil, Aidan Haristic, uh, these type of boys, and <clears throat> making sure that uh, we uh, get things right is the most important thing. Graham, I can't believe you weren't re-signed on the plane home. Uh, that was the uh, surprising thing for me. That it dragged out just a, a little bit. Was that your doing, um, or considering offers from places like the Netherlands and England and, and Scotland, or was it just FFA just dragging their feet just a little bit? No, no, no. Look, I have to give full respect uh, to FFA for how they, they handle it. You know, straight after the World Cup, they. They pretty much rang me and said they wanted me to stay on. Um, but I just said, look, at the moment, I just need a break. I need a rest. Um, I just don't want to think about anything. It's been, you know, it was a four-and-a-half-year tough campaign where, you know, <clears throat> all I was doing was thinking about everyday staffing and and players and, you know, the thing with national team, you're not in control of a lot of things of, you know, how the players are and that, that you uh, are worrying about that all the time. And it was more about just I just needed a break and to get away and clear my head and really think about <clears throat> after that campaign of, uh, you know, whether everything was right or whether, you know, the organisation as well as the players needed something fresh and and, and needed to move on, as, uh, you know, and for things to change as well. So, you know, by the time I, I, I'd been away for a couple of months and had good uh, good time to think about things, um, as I said, everything just felt really right in my stomach that this was uh, the right decision to go on with the boys. And I obviously spoke to the, uh, the senior boys to see how they felt about things as well. And they're exactly, they feel exactly the same as I do, that uh, they've still got more to give. And uh, there's only, with uh, stability, uh, improvement ahead. Graham, there's been well documented how, and again, we don't know, but we'll just go on on soccer aficionados and soccer scribes who said, you know, you were close to probably not keeping the job uh, prior to the World Cup. And then yeah. and then all of a sudden, along comes the Wiggles goalkeeper, Andrew Redmayne, and you pull off one of the great coaching moves of any sport 
around the world to go inside the uh, to protect the onion bag in a penalty shootout, and he does the job. Was that when you go back over time and it's part of a book? Was that significant that now you're in this position where you've extended a contract for four more years? That one moment. No, look, I think um, if there's one thing I learned from good sitting many, many years ago is coaching is uh, it's, it's it's you have so many sliding door moments. But the most important thing is that you're prepared to do things to win. You know, I could have, uh, <clears throat> and I've always been like that as, as, as a coach. I would rather take a risk and lose than uh, not taking a risk to win. And, uh, you know, in that game against, uh, but I, it's all pre-planning. It's, it's not like it's off the cuff, that, you know, that I just do it uh, randomly. It's, you know, I, I think I sit and I think about it beforehand. I watch him analyse the opposition and, 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 you know, make sure that uh, what I am doing is, is right. But you know, you, you say that it's said about Redmayne. I think all through my coaching career, there's been plenty of sliding door moments. And you know, young coaches out there these days, they, they have to understand that you know, with coaching, all these moments will happen. Uh, but it's how you deal with them, and and are you prepared for them to happen, and are you prepared to take those risks to achieve something special? And uh, yeah, if they didn't come off, I'd probably, well, I definitely wouldn't be talking to you guys today. Um, <laughs> oh, we'd still talk but, to you, Graham. Don't worry about that. We'd still talk to you. <laughs> but, uh, okay, well, it wouldn't be about football. It'd be about something else. And, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it's just the way coaching is. And, and as I said, you've got to you've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in the people around you and the group. You've got to have a great, uh, you know, lo- a great load of trust in the players because when they cross a white line, they're, you have to give them that trust, but also the belief that you, you're having a group of players and, and what you're doing as a coach is is crucial. And uh, as I said, it's uh, yeah the red main thing. You look back now and people still talk about it, and, and it was great for Redders uh, that uh, he's got that to fall back on for his life and his career. And but uh, as I said, it was either sit there and you know, if I was if I was to say this in a way that's probably you know it would have been fifty fifty if we'd got through, or I just felt that Redders, uh, with them not seeing knowing Andrew Redmayne and what it would do to the Peruvians mentally of uh, changing the goalkeeper, but also the extra height Redmayne has on Matty Ryan, that uh, would give us a bit more of a chance to 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 win that penalty shooter. Oh, it was a great move, it was entertaining, and it uh, got the entire country. I was really interested to hear before about you talking about having to worry about staffing issues and, and things other than managing the side. How much is involved, as the Socceroos manager, how much is involved in just managing this team and getting it prepared for big tournaments like the World Cup? And how much is it just getting day-to-day, um, I guess, logistics and fundamentals right at, at that level? Uh, honestly, the, the actual football side of it, the, the coaching side of it, sorry, uh, of coaching players is probably 10%. Wow. <laughs> the rest, the re- the, because, uh, you know, the boys will fly in. If, you know, we played four games out of 20 last campaign here in Australia. The boys were flying in Tuesday night to play Thursday night. So you get one session walking football, walking the tactics because, <clears throat> you know, they just, they're jet lagged and they, they fly in. And it's the most important thing is getting the mental side of things right. And I'm big on mindset and, and the mental side, but it's, it's all about the preparation and the planning. You know, if you don't get that, all that right and the players come in and everything's smooth and everything's 
you know, prepared and ready to go. And I'm not talking about on the pitch, I'm talking off the pitch. Because, you know, it's not like you've got everyone in one location or it's coming from one location. Everyone's coming from all around the world. Different climates, different time zones, different weather, different everything. And uh, they've got to come in and uh, we've got to get all on the one page uh, very quickly. So, you know, I truly, one of the first things I did when I first took over, it was all about building a family culture. You know, the players, it wasn't a chore to come, you know, fly 23 hours or 20 hours from Europe to arrive on Tuesday night to play Thursday. And and then, you know, to stay for, you know, half a day after and then get on a plane and fly to Asia somewhere to play the away game. So it was, I didn't want it to be a chore. I wanted it to be fun uh, to, you know, for them to not wait to be able to see their, their mates. Their, you know, the the brotherhood within the group, and and for the staff, uh, yes, we're staff, but we're not, you know, we're we're father figures. You know, we're not, you know, overpowering the players because, you know, yes, we have discipline and we have rules and and uh, all those type of things. But at the end of the day, you know, the players have to feel ho- at home and feel relaxed uh, to get the best out of them. And and uh, I truly believe that is these days with the new generations. Yeah, being a father figure as a coach is the way to go. Well, you've done a remarkable job, and and on the back of that, I've got to make mention also, and you've already mentioned his name in our conversation, Awir Mabil, of course, taking out the the Young Australian of the Year, which was a, a wonderful honour for him, and he's been working uh, with you. But we want to mention one other thing. Now, you would be aware of this being a sort of the the A League superstar coach that you were for a long time. We're pretty one eyed over here in Perth. We're no. pretty biased. Yeah, we like to claim them as, as our own. No, we don't. Oh, anyone that has any remote connection well, to this state. Is, and they're good, is out. Well, that's what we're doing right here. Harry Suter. Oh, he's out. He's great West oh. Australian because his mum was born in Port Hedland. Yep. He's, oh. he's never been there, or in fact, he might have been <laughs> there once. Step foot in the joint. <laughs> but we're claiming him as a great West Australian with a great Scottish accent. He's a, he's a beauty. He's a beauty, Arnie. We love him. West Australian's Harry Suter. I can't believe you're claiming him. <laughs> no, no, we're claiming him. He's ours. He's ours. Did He's you, got did WA you not just hear that, Graham? His mum was born in Port Helen. Helen. I mean, what, I know. what more, do, what more do we need? Her, I, I met her in Qatar. Yeah, no, she told me. And uh, she told me she was there for about a week and a half. So. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Don't, get the, don't let the facts get in the way of a very good story. <laughs> what, what about um, Graham? What about the the players that um, you know that hold dual passports that uh, might not have yeah. played for Australia yet? Uh, are they a, a, a serious target for you guys? I mean, after this World Cup, yeah. I'd imagine that a lot of them now be going, "Hey, hey, yeah, this is a lot more appealing than it used to be." Hundred percent, and you know, it's uh, again, you know, with the re-signing yesterday, um, it wasn't just about working with the Socceroos; it was also. I want to help the uh, junior national teams, uh, the coaches, and be like a mentor to the coaches that they get their planning and preparation right. Because you know, qualifying for junior World Cups is crucial, important, and for you know, for the Olympics in France next year, uh, and also to work on uh, with uh, to work with the government to build a football a home of football for the Socceroos because we've never had one in 40 years. I've been around the game and around the Socceroos and. Uh, you know, we've changed office blocks about eight times. The, the people that actually work in the office don't feel like they're working for a football organisation because there's no football fields within kilometres of them. And, uh, and we don't have a, a, a... You know, it's pretty hard to have a football culture when you don't have a home. Yeah. So that's going to be part of my new job as well. And, and 
know, it's very important with that. But getting back to what you're saying is that, you know, I already half stole three players and Jason Cummings, Martin Boyle and Harry Sutter, uh, three Scottish uh, players, or more Scottish uh, players than, than, than Australian players. They've got dual passports. You know, we've got some good young kids in... Uh, that are overseas at the moment in Sakati in uh, Palmer and in, in Valpato at Roma that are on the edge that they can still play for the junior national teams of Italy. But uh, you know, I've spoken with them on numerous occasions, and I do believe and feel that they've got the heart to play for Australia. And uh, you know, so we've got to work on those things as well. And no doubt, there's many more out there that have got uh, you know, dual citizenship that we can that we need to feed into and look into. So. Again, part of my job will be getting someone to do that and see which uh, players that are even playing in the championship or around Europe that have those dual passports that uh, can also play for us. Before we let you go, Graham, we just like to, and we we made light of the Harry Suter position, but we are claiming him as one of ours <laughs> now. But but I just wanted to say to you, Arnie, just one more. Have you heard of a, a southern suburb of WA called Yangibup? It's about twenty-five minutes south of oh, Perth. No. Oh, no. Because I'm about to tell you something, he Graham. Won't, he won't believe it like I don't believe it. I'm telling you it's the truth. Did I you... haven't heard of it, but if, if you bring me over, I'll meet you there. Oh, yeah. No, I want to meet you there because <laughs> did you know that Cristiano Ronaldo's grandparents no, they, live in Yangibup? They do. Yeah, 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 yeah. They yeah. do, Graham. Yeah. Yeah they, yeah, they do. They do. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. So why can't we get him to that. play for us? Is, can't we, can't, we, can't you pull some strings? He's West Australian, Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. he's, 30, he's 37. He's played for Portugal. Yeah. So we can't get him. Yeah, Tim. So we've got, to steal, we've got to steal them when they're younger. Ah, uh, okay. All right. He don't want him either. Like, no is, like, has Lionel Messi got any relations here in WA that we might be able to you know, get some of his family, some uh, of his kids? Well, we can try. We can try. Uh, we'll hey, mate, congratulations. It. I think it's yeah. great for the sport that there is some solidarity behind you, uh, that we have a, that we have a coach that we we all loved. And I think we all loved you for your for your knockabout, your your graft and your grind as, as the coach of Australia, even before what you achieved over there in Qatar, mate. But it was a great journey. We're all on it. Uh, even us sort of fly-by-nighters who don't hang around every four years. But, mate, congratulations <laughs> on the signing. Hey, when you signed that piece of paper yesterday with the, with the gentleman from uh, from the from Soccer Australia or Football Federation, what, what did you actually yeah, yeah. what did you actually sign? Is that the genuine article? Is that the contract, or is that just a bit of a bogus piece of paper? Oh, it was a beautiful blank piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Arnie. Congratulations, legend. Well done, mate. Just sign, okay. it, sign it and write your okay, own number guys. next to it. It's okay. <laughs> Good on you, Graham. Thank you. Never. Okay, guys. Thank you. There's Graham Cheers. Arnold, the uh, well, the extended contractor as oh, the manager and the soccer coach of the Australian national team. What a legend he is, mate. See, confirmed. He knew that Ronaldo's grandparents lived in Yanjiba. <laughs> this is. Don't argue. I, I, I don't think he did. This is Scotty Ingalls.